Mark Greg. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Hello everybody and welcome to the Paranormal Guide Podcast. I'm your host, Ashley Hall. What were you all looking at? <laughs> what? <laughs> what are you looking at, Tom? The time. Why? The time. Yeah. We're back in, okay, look, we're back in Tom's house and if you've listened to the previous episode, when would that have been? Three, four episodes ago, Tom talked about the strange things going on in the house. Now every time Tom looks around the place... I'm like, what the fuck's she saying? Yeah. <laughs> What's happening here? What am I missing? Are there ghosts around me? But yeah, but anyway, I'm Ashley Hall and I'm joined by... Spills. Spills. And Tan. And Tan. Now, Spills, are you, do you want to apologise for your absence last podcast to listeners who no doubt eagerly await to hear your voice and your quick quips on the show? You weren't here last no, episode? No, I was overseas. <laughs> Were Excellent. Yep. Excellent. Tell us about anything? the hotel. <laughs> we doing anything exciting while we're over there? Yep. But oh. don't wish to elaborate further. Okay, fair enough. Well, look, I'm going to ask the question anyway. Since since we last joined together, what was it, about two weeks ago since we had our last podcast? been nearly a month since we've caught up with you on the show. Yeah. Have we been up to anything exciting? So we'll start Ooh. with you since it's been the longest gap. Okay. Was it last weekend? Tailentown? Yeah, I think it was something yeah, like went that. went up to Tailentown. Yep. Hung out there for the night with Adelaide's Haunted Horizons and Alison Oborn. Yes. And a couple of the regular guests. Uh, that's pretty much it. Paranormal-wise, nothing really happened. No, it was, a, it was a quieter one, but it was still, a still entertaining night. It was. We learned a lot of strange things. We, we did. We learned about butt Buckley. Buckley. We learned about butt glue. But- Excellent. Tan, do you know about Buckley? Look, it sounds really suspicious and seedy. I didn't ask if you had experience with Buckley. Do you know what it is? No, no. Tell me. Okay. Spills. So one of the guests does... Dance. Dance. Calisthenics. Calisthenics. Right. Was it you that asked the question or me? Well, someone asked the question of how do you you stop those leotards from wedging? That's right. We wanted to know. Like, how do they keep that... And the answer was butt glue. So apparently they use glue, run it on their ass cheek, pull the leotard over it, and it sticks to their ass cheek. Yeah, it's got a rollerball head like deodorant. Excellent. So I googled it, and it's actually called butt glue. I thought this this, this lady was having us on. I thought, no, that sounds just too strange. I'm going to have to get some of that. Do you know what I ask, though? Do you you, you have your own butt glue, or do you share it? Apparently they share it, so it'd be like the similar to... I'm sharing roll and stick deodorant, but on your ass. Excellent. Nice. Yeah, that's... So what does yeah. it smell like? I don't know. I'm sure it's ass. scented. Look, <laughs> these, are, these are questions we could probably so throw sometime. Can you be like a butt glue-aholic? Like you can be a clagaholic? Apparently there's no specific <laughs> job title as butt glue user or anything. Were you after that? Not really, but... It's, it's like a, a sought-after job just <coughs> running running lines of glue along. So did, um, did this come out of the ghost box or was this a, <laughs> no, this a disembodied a voice that came up? This was a general conversation. This is what happens when um, it's a little bit quieter on location yeah. and so you just decide, let's just talk about stuff, see if something will happen. Okay. Yeah. Excellent. <laughs> I'm sorry I missed it. <laughs> it was an interesting So that was our week ago. Yeah. 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 How are you? Well, I mean, I... <clears throat> Uh, obviously, the only thing I'd done last was the investigation at Gladstone Jail, and after half of them retired, I went with a couple of them down to the drunk tanks, and it was quite amazing what oh, happened down there. this all happened after the podcast? After the podcast, <laughs> yes. All right, look, okay. if you want to fill us in with what happens, I've got no idea. Because, <laughs> because I went to bed. <laughs> Brett got completely overrun in the drunk tanks. He, like, took on the form of a drunk person. Ah, oh, I see. He was channeling the spirits. Yes. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Did, it was quite funny, really. But did anything happen down there? Because, look, people could argue that would act like a trigger object. Well, it really triggered a lot of things. <laughs> Not anything paranormal, but yeah, it was okay. quite interesting, you know. Brett and his drunk ramblings was hilarious. But yeah, so, so the week since we've last met, we've basically been in haunted locations, having a good time. Yep. yep. Which is what it really should all be about, anyway. If nothing's happening, you can always still piece together a good time in some of these strange locations. Yes. Now, before we get into the meat, well, not the meat and potatoes of the show, probably just the potatoes. The meat will come a little bit later. I like to lead veg first. <laughs> what the fuck am I even talking about? Yeah. But anyway. Don't it, hold back the gravy. Any... <laughs> 
my god. Anyway, is there anything else we want to bring up spontaneously before we get into the show? Um, well, we have to give our apologies for Brett not being here. True. Well, that that's something that's going to become apparent quite soon. Well, probably already is apparent. We only have the three voices tonight. Brett, once again, Where the is fuck is Brett? Apparently jet-setting, doing stuff. Again? Yeah. We okay. can't actually ever say... So you don't have to look it up. No, yeah. it was really funny what he said. Oh, was it? Oh, did he say to say where he was? Okay, okay. So, so I sent him a message and I said to him, um, hey, how is the great unknown? He said, yeah, it's about 1.30am, about to crash up early to LA. We'll message an update on the morrow. And then I said, oh, good. Glad you're alive. I was looking for a topic for the podcast. Uh, <laughs> and he said, haha, thanks. Might not be with the new plan. Driving along the Mexican border alone from San Diego to Houston, cartel territory. My sarcasm will kill me one day. Wow. And I'm not sure what the rest of So we of might means. not ever see him because last time that he was. case is full of coke, eh? <laughs> just, just, what's interesting, last time he went away, he was in some seedy places and nearly got robbed or mugged or something. They tried drugging yeah. him. Now he's travelling along God, I don't know, for, for whatever reason, cartel, cartel country. Are we going to see Brett again? Or will we be only, will he only be joining us via the ghost box after this? Well, there's an option. Oh, well, yeah. But I actually wanted to talk about that. Can I bring up a topic? <clears throat> Go for it. How soon after someone passes can you investigate? We discussed this on one of our... We did. Oh, did you? Earlier episodes. Because we we discussed someone who... Let's say a celebrity died. This uh, this person... We'll leave that name out of it for now. You can go back to the previous podcast and find out who we're talking about, probably. Uh, You know, they they investigated... This was a beloved celebrity died. Like, not even like a a paranormal celebrity. We're talking like a worldwide international musician. And he, within hours, was like within 12 hours... Did a ghost box session, put it online, and obviously copped some flack for that. But this same person reckons the reason why he does that is because the best time to communicate is within 24 to 48 hours of their death. So that's what they think. Okay. Interesting. So, so that's one answer, I guess. Not from me, but from yeah, hmm. someone who has been actively communicating. At the last part, well, this particular episode, I asked the question, wouldn't it be interesting if you were there at someone's time of death and could try and communicate with the ghost box? I mean, it's you not mean like be there, like, unethical, <clears throat> but well, not necessarily. If you could somehow get their permission, or you know, some sort of sign from them saying, "Look, this is what we're going to look at doing." You're going to die anyway. You might have to give this a crack. No one's going to appreciate that. <laughs> but some people, if I'm dying, I, I, I will sign a form saying, "Yeah, go for it, guys." Excellent. Cool. I will. I absolutely will. Cool. Like, there's we'll, no reason we'll not to. We'll do it during a podcast. <laughs> get your ghost box out, Dave. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to be there with my death rattle. <laughs> That's going to stop. That's how the podcast is going to start, as you guys just asking questions. <laughs> Would be interesting. Cool. What do, what do you think? Uh, personally, I, I'm not a fan. Not a fan. I think some things are too soon. And um, if someone contacted one, someone close to me who just passed, I would be a little bit offended. Yeah. Do what you need to do. Since you seem to be in contact with Brett, can you ask him permission that if he does die? If yeah. we can try to go box him into the show. He'll probably be asleep now. Well, don't have to do it now. We can do it when, when he'll probably be awake. But Actually, we should ring him. Do you reckon he'll be asleep? Yeah. <laughs> Let's do that. <laughs> See if he it. wants to go live on the podcast. Yeah, we'll ask him permission right now if he answers this phone. We'll ask him right now. Does he give us permission to run a ghost box session and publish it to the public if he dies in cartel country? <laughs> I love that dog too. Come on, Brett. Please leave a message. Oh. Hey, Brett. Brett, just a quick message for you, man. Um, look, we just heard that you're in cartel country. We're, we're on the podcast right now. And we're discussing how when it's ethically okay to communicate with someone that had just passed. And because you're in a dangerous territory and you seem to have a, a knack of getting yourself in hairy situations, we're just wondering if we can have permission to contact you via Ghostbox live on the podcast when you pass away, mate. Cheers. Thanks, Brett. Bye, Brett. All right, so we're not going to know that, are we? might know the answer. Like, he might have been busy, whatever. But, yeah, interesting question. Yeah, yeah glad, glad Brett could be part of the night. And if, <laughs> if Brett was asleep, fuck, I hope we woke him up. Yeah, I'm not sure. <laughs> what's, anyway. What's the time over there right now? 
All right, guys. Well, okay. Listeners' you questions. Shouldn't go to sleep if you can't take a joke. <laughs> Good point. All right, listeners' questions, guys. Now these are these aren't questions that have come to the podcast particularly. These are questions that have come to my uh, the paranormal guide page. But they're going to form. I think there's some interesting stuff that we can talk about here. So basically, anyone that's got a paranormal team or a paranormal page will get similar questions to this. This, such as. For the past few nights, I've had a presence in my house. I'm not feeling that it is nasty, but what should I do? Or, how do I get an investigation mob to check out my place? I've been experiencing footsteps down the hallway, leaning on my bedroom door, but when I open it, no one is there. It is starting to freak me out. Or, help me, I think I have a demon. And finally, how can I investigate my own house to determine whether it is haunted or not? Now, those might seem like a complete random patch of questions, but I'm going to tie it together. In, and, and break this down to three parts for, for us all to answer, which is... Okay, so these questions, they have one thing in common. They don't provide very much detail at all. These people question you straight up. Well, you don't know this person from our... So they're yeah. like, hell, we've got a demon. What do I do? You don't know. So first of all, for people... This is advice for people that might be struggling, want to comment or, or post into a page. You know, for, for us to discuss, what further information should people provide when asking questions like these... What groundwork can they do to try to determine what is happening in their own homes for themselves before jumping the gun and trying to get other people involved? And three, what informational records will investigators be looking for in order to determine to investigate or not? Now, you can answer that however you want. But yeah. Look, I think... You don't mind if I go first, time. No, you're right. There's so many factors involved in it. Um, You know, in terms of... It could be... Who knows? It could be vermin. It could be animals in the ceiling. It could be so many different things. You'd want to explore every other avenue before making that. Yeah, that assumption. Um, they're my thoughts. No, I, I agree with Spills. I agree with Spills. Try and eliminate the obvious first. Yeah, and then work out what could or couldn't be happening, and maybe be careful who you talk to about it. Mm. You know. Look, I guess once you've done all that. And and if all factors are leading towards something paranormal happening, I probably wouldn't post the information or the deep the the personal information or private information publicly. I'd contact a team based on their reputation. I think we discussed we had an episode, one of our earlier episodes, where um, we talked about what you'd look for in a team. Yeah, in terms of credibility, about those sorts first of things. Five episodes. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. So, if you want to go back and have a listen to that episode, we'll go through, you know, what sort of team you want within your place. Um, And then I guess take it from there. Yeah. Yeah, But I think if you want to entice a team to come into your house, you should actually try and provide them with some sort of evidence. Even if you've only got your old crude voice recorder or just your normal digital camera. And I think anything that doesn't look like a dust orb would probably get some credibility. Um, and then they, you know, I mean, a team's not going to come out just on the, I heard a chair move in the night. Well, some might. Well, they might, <laughs> they might, they yeah. might, they might, you know. Yeah. But I think, you know, you want to have a, keep a document, like sort of diary that says what happened when yeah, and how times <laughs> maybe see if there's some sort of reoccurrence that you can see yourself and maybe do a check out on the history of your property. I was about to say that. And see if what what comes up. You know, you yeah. never know. And, and I, I guess some of that's easy. If you've got a voice recording phone, you can try to EVPs, whatever, to try to try to work it out. Checking for Vernon and all that is all pretty easy. But what about that? A lot of people get stuck on trying to find information on their own places where they're living. How how can people best go about that to determine if there is maybe a violent past or or something that might link to there being a reason for haunting in the first place? If there is a link, of course. What's I it? think you can <clears throat> start with the obvious. Talk to your neighbours. Talk to people in the area. Talk to someone in a local <laughs> shop who may know something about the area previously. Find someone a bit older to talk to who then might have also, some experience. Yeah. And then try. you can obviously go digital and start yeah, searching news like articles. Trove, and, well, in, in Australia Trove does have, have Trove. some limitations because <clears throat> it, it, does. it doesn't go um, right up to recent. True. But I have been involved in a case where because the deaths that they believed... Well, they had it. They had some strange stuff in the ha- in their home, 
And we did find that with Trove, we were able to actually pinpoint some deaths, which were very relevant to the activity that okay. was being witnessed. Cool. But these deaths happened in the 1920s. So, but like you're saying, anything past mm. 1980, you're probably yeah, okay. not going to find a lot. All right, well, what about this? Post-1980. <clears throat> yes. Pre. After. Oh, after's not there. Pre, it's there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. So someone's now, they've done all that. They've gone, they've done their fucking draft fucking detection. They've tried to find vermin. They've done a, a, a fucking bug sweep. <laughs> they've done everything to try to determine whether there's natural phenomena in their house causing the activity they're possibly experiencing. They're like, okay, I can't find a reason for this. Maybe it's time to ask someone that might know more about this. Let's try to contact a paranormal team, see what they think. What information is helpful to us for some we don't even know that's messaging us for the first time? What, you know, I, I think I have a demon, help me. That's nothing. Yeah, look. What's information? What would you look for in that initial contact? I, I think um, the, the person would need to show, just explain that they've exhausted all other avenues. They've, they've checked on this, they've checked on that, um, you know, and then looked, at least made an attempt to look into the history of the house. Perhaps, uh, if there's anything that's occurred, anything tragic, those sorts of things. Um, and then, I guess that's, yeah, that's yeah. really... Yeah, but I think you want some sort of timeline added to that. You know, everything was fine up until this point. Yeah. That sort of information. <laughs> and I think if I was going to contact a team and I wasn't, you know, doing this sort of thing myself, I would probably want to convince someone that I was a sound mind. <laughs> no, I'm serious. That, you think true. about it because... That would take a lot of convincing <clears throat> for I know, a new time. I know. <laughs> but, but you think about it. How many crackpots out there, you know, don't realise the reason things are moving in the night is because they're completely blotter on doing it all themselves, you know? And I think we have to take into consideration what people say is happening. A fridge raid is not necessarily paranormal activity. Those mm. sorts of things, you know. I live with five people, all of a sudden the fridge gets emptied every morning, you know. <laughs> I don't understand, you know. Let's be real about it, you know. Yeah. Uh, what about what about geographic location? Because some of that's got to be important. If yeah. someone's like in LA, you write and you say, I've got to go skiing. I'm like, I'm in Adelaide, South Australia. I can't. But you also don't want someone going, hey, you know, I live at 13 Packapangal Street, West Croydon. <laughs> Help me yeah, out. Yeah, what, yeah. what level of geographic location is enough? Just a suburb? country estate you don't necessarily need at this info at this point you don't necessarily need the info the, you don't you'd probably feel weird if someone went up to you and say hey man I, here's my address come check it out yeah look but I, you still would want to know a bit yeah yeah yeah, yeah. but i think if you're going to look into it yourself and try and find the history you're going to need to know the address you will eventually but i'm talking about that initial contact when someone mm-hmm. instead of someone saying hey help me i think i have a demon i'd like to hear Hey, I well, I probably wouldn't want to hear demon for a start because yeah. that's usually black flags me that you're a fucking loony. But help me, I think I have a demon. Um, you know, I'd, I'd want a bit more information than that, such as a bit of a geographic identity for them, as well as some of the experiences that cause them to think why they have a demon. Yeah, yeah. So and then that's what I, uh, there's so many factors though involved. You know. It's... Yeah. And and then it'd be interesting to contact some teams and see what their responses are. What? Do they automatically go, yep, we'll be out there tomorrow night? Or do <clears> they <throat> actually ask for some more information and, you know, and mm. what sort of approach people mm. take? Because some teams go out with the, I'm going to clear your house. I'm going to fix this problem. Whereas some people might just actually want to know a little bit more information. Yeah. If it is haunted, is it my grandmother? Is it my this? Is it my that? You know, are yeah. you actually worried <clears throat> by it? The sheer fact that you've got something doesn't necessarily mean that it's affecting you and your everyday life. And it could be, you know, quite funky to have something like that. To be honest, if if you were to message someone saying, help me, I think I have a demon. And then that team's like, yep, we'll be right there. I'd take that as a black flag for the team. Oh, definitely. (laughs) Wanting to just shit. I find the more dramatic the personalities involved, the less information they need to be dragged out there. But like your question, um, you know, you'd like to see what other teams think. Well, some of the more professional teams, I'll actually have on their websites a form that you fill out. So your initial contact, look, if you've got a ghost problem, click this, and then it's, you know, it's a form you fill out. It won't, not, won't ask for anything too specific, but it'll give you a lot of those, the information that we'd want. 
yeah. from someone if they were contacting us for the first time. Okay, guys. Well, how would you word it? So, Tan, you've got these things happening in your house, and you've had things happen when you were a child in your house. Yeah. It made me think about some of those, but maybe not as a child. And you didn't know what it was. You were not an investigator yourself, and you were to contact a team. How, how would you word it? Well, yeah. I would probably say... Hi, I'm Tan, and I'm not an alcoholic. <laughs> I have been having these strange things occur in my house. Probably describe my cat's behaviour, because I think that... Is quite pointed. Um, describe sort of when it's happening and where in the house it's happening. And then sort of say, I'd like someone to come out and work out who this is. Yeah. You know? What about you, Would you say, I live in, don't say a suburb here, but would you say, I live in West Lakes? Or would you give them a street? Would you say, I live in the east of Adelaide? Or I'd probably say West. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but but because you do need to combine because this team might because the last thing you want is to go. But you've got to imagine there's certain areas of Adelaide, depending on which suburb you say, like they're quite new areas. They're just brand new. Yeah, what was there before? You know, Um, if you said you were in the port, um, there's obviously quite a rich history in the port, and lots of things have occurred down there. Lots of tragedies down there. So, but but it's also for the reason like these people have to travel, and if you Mm. message someone there and. Murray Bridge and you live. Well, this is, this <laughs> is very interesting because the way I met Alison okay. was, so went out to a well-known cemetery in at the north, north of Adelaide. Long story short, and I've gone into it in an earlier episode, but out there, went out investigating by myself, captured an, an EVP, and I thought, what the fuck, freaked out. Next morning, jumped on Google, looked up paranormal teams in Adelaide, and I actually did a bit of research in terms of, well, which one is credible well, based on my own, um, based on the information they provide and that sort of thing. And that's how I contacted well, Alice. I was only like three or four teams that yeah, way back then yeah. too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so I contacted Alice and, and, and um, the first thing was, oh, hi, you don't know me. This is what's happened. Not sure what it is. Would you mind checking it out for me? So that folded it through. She had to listen, and the rest is history. Yeah. So, so you actually you actually provide some information. You probably said how you got it, where you were. This yeah, is yeah, what definitely. You weren't like I think I've caught a demon's voice on this thing. No, no. You know what I said was this is what I think I've captured. Not sure what it is. I was the only person there. It's a it's a woman's voice. That sort of thing. So. Um, so I guess yeah gave her that that bit of information and yeah. okay what about us as investigators are there any things you don't want to hear if someone comment like quit messages you and says blah blah I need you out is there anything in that message where you would go I don't want to touch this <laughs> just from the content of that message is there anything you don't want to hear anything that might be too forward or anything that might be a black what, flag or... look one thing that puts me off is when you make a suggestion that it could be something else and they go, nah, it's definitely paranormal. So when you say, look, it could be this, or is there a possibility it could be that, they're almost not open to um, exploring other ideas of what it could be. They don't want to investigate, they just want to be told they have a ghost. That's right. Yeah, and, and to me, that puts me off straight away. That's mm. my... Yeah, I, I'm, I'm agreeing with you as well, Spills, but I think if someone sent me a heap of pictures full of... You know, can you see this? Can you see that? I mean, I look at a lot of photos online and I go, what is there? I can't see anything. Yeah. It's not clear. It's not anything. Um, especially if it's they're going, oh, look at that orb and it's above my baby's head and is it my great-grandfather? I don't think I'd want to investigate someone specifically if they are 100% convinced it is <clears throat> someone that's passed recently or if there's been something quite violent that they're trying to get answers to like are they actually digging for something else because i think sometimes people use the paranormal to look at things psychically yeah and i'm that sort of sends red flags you know we can only we can only tell you what we can make out we hear in our own evidence or we our own things we capture we're not psychics you know i'm not proclaiming to be one you know do i get little feelings sure but i'm not proclaiming that I can walk into your house and tell you your grandfather's sitting on your couch and he's doing this and he's doing that. And he yeah. says, you know, I'm not going to do any of that for anyone. Yeah. Like, 
Yeah, cause once again, you're in that situation where they don't want an investigation. They just want to be told hmm. something. And, that's, and that, I think people need to realise that when they call an investigator, the investigator's not going to come in and say... To be honest, an investigator should never, ever just say your place is haunted. I don't think you can ever determine that 100%. Yeah, definitely. But you can... An investigator can go and say there's something interesting happening here. Um, you know, we've exhausted the possibilities of you know, mundane and actual things. Now we're left with a, a question. And even that's not going to be um, enough for some people. <laughs> they want to be told, well, this is, your doll's haunted and it's strangling your daughter on a nightly basis. And no, you're not abusing your child. <laughs> that's yeah. what they want to be told. Yeah. You know, they could be, like I said, the paranormal could be used as an excuse to hide other things as well. And that's always, anything with children involved is a black flag for me. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I was just about to say that. Um, oh, okay. You know, previously, or I've read on on pages and seen photos of children being or with scratches. You know, and I've seen other people comment and say, "Well, perhaps they scratched themselves," or and the poster completely disregards the you know the, the person's suggestions that it might not be something paranormal. Mm. You know, and to me, that's yeah. Anyway. It is. Yeah, it seems like I said sort of when I was thinking more domestic violence or things like that that have occurred, you know, let's give ourselves some credibility and try and not put yourself in that situation. That's how I think. If someone approached me to do something, I'd want to, you know, and I want to know that I was going there with their right intention in mind. So you're not just going there to, so they can go, oh, Tan said. Yeah, we had the investigators over and there's 12 of their friends. Yeah, Yeah. still out the front. Yeah, yeah, good. Yeah, great, great, great. Yeah. Yeah, Take it seriously if that's how you really feel. And and try not, and when you message the tech, try not to paint their, you know, future potential perspective on their situation by trying to force those words like, like saying, don't say you think it's, don't say you definitely think it's anything. Just say you've got the weird stuff. Just put it down to what's happening. Try not to label it. Yeah. If you can, mm. that, that's probably the most helpful thing you can do. Put as much information as you can without labeling it as anything. Yeah, but yeah, I just thought that was something worth bringing up. And yeah. I'm so, I'm so what the fuck? Is oh, that? it's Brett calling us back. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Brett. You're on the podcast. Why do I you... know that I am, and see, there's this thing called time zones. You might want to look up the definition uh, about 6.30 a.m. That's all right. And I've been asleep for only a couple of hours, so, uh, and so I thought I would answer your question. Yes. Would you like your answer? Yes, we would like the answer, please. Right now, you guys don't even have permission to contact me via phone while I'm alive. <laughs> <laughs> so, so is that a yes? Or please, so, so, we're not, so we're too dumb to try to communicate with you? Is that what you're saying? We're not getting permission? <laughs> you know what, Brett? Well, Fuck well, it. We're going to try anyway. You need to Okay, well, look, mate, we're going to take that as a yes. Of course. Oh, by the way, do, do you like, you like vodka, yes? Yes. That's the yes I wanted, so that when I say, Brett, do we have permission to, to communicate <laughs> you when you die? I've just cut that in. We've got our permission. Thank you very much, sir. <laughs> Uh, have a good enough, trip. I, I, can't, I can't argue with that logic. Yeah, Brett, there's something a bit more concerning. So when you just called, the ringtone Tarn had set for you was, I'm so excited. <laughs> well, well, I mean, I can't say much. I think Ash has the same ringtone for me, so. <laughs> Go away now. I'm done with you. Hey, I'm on him. <laughs> See you, Brett. Right, well, listen, I am, I am, I am going to run, so, uh, but have a good evening, and uh, hello to everyone else listening. 
Alrighty. All right. Thanks, Brett. All right. Take it easy, guys. See you. See you. So there you have it. We have Brett's permission. Basically, yeah. yeah. <laughs> With a bit of creative cutting, we have his we have his permission yeah. indeed. I think with vodka, <clears throat> he'll say yes to anything. <clears throat> Channeling the spirits, pumping full of spirits, exactly. spirit communication. We'll be having if Brett passes away. We'll be having a special special edition of the Paranormal Guide <laughs> podcast where we'll be communicating. How's he going to let us po- know? We'll have <clears throat> through the ghost box. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but we'll have a paranormal. He's going to have to ring us, guys. Quick, I'm about to die. Get together. We can call it the paranormal wake. (laughs) Wake, not wank. I said wake. (laughs) Now you're just hearing what you want to hear. It's a ghost box session, isn't it? (laughs) Anyway. That's funny what she just said. Can I bring you this next topic? This this next story? Yeah, go for it. So, today, I'll just let our listeners know how I came about this topic or this story. So, today, we're in our group chat. And Tan asked the question, what are you doing the podcast tonight? Blah, blah, blah. And we're like, yep, no worries. Brett's away. Can we do it at your place? Tan's like, yeah, no worries. But my house is a bit untidy. So I'm like, well, that's fine. Clean it before we get there. <laughs> anyway, it got me thinking. So there's Tan's ghost, Simon. Her house is untidy. So I enter into Google. Hang on, what does it look like Hang now? On. Hang on. There's a point. I enter into Google and up comes this story about a link between black mould <laughs> and the paranormal. So I think I've solved. Are you positive? Are you saying that she's got black a black mould problem in the house? Well, I, it's not visible. <laughs> she's got some magic invisible black mould. So anyway. Excellent. So, so this article... Uh, a university in New York is investigating <coughs> links between black mold or particles in the air yep. and hauntings. So they found a link with certain locations that have black mold um, where there's apparitions being seen, etc., etc. Okay. Now there's also <coughs> links that black mold can cause hallucinations and those sorts of things. So I'm going to ask you guys the question. Yes. Do you think... Black mold plays a part in the paranormal. No, based on what I've just said. I don't know a lot about the research you're talking about, but I do know that mold, a fungus, and and there's a lot of fungus out there that you can take to have a good time, <laughs> hallucinate, have a good time, affect your perceptions on life. Yep. So look, if I can go out and go get like a nice. Nice mushy, take that and have all these perceived things happening to me because my brain's having a mild freak out. Then why not? If I'm able to breathe and spore, and if this, if this is the type of fungus or mold that can cause a hallucination in the air, absolutely, it could. You could be on a trip every time you're going to some of these locations. Interesting, you asked this. I actually did a, <laughs> um, a ghost tour recently in Berrimah, which is a small town in New South Wales, and got a lot of history in that town. Um, old courthouse is a jail that only closed down recently. But there's also a house there that's infected with black mould that you're actually not allowed in unless you have protective clothing and breathing apparatus. Now, even though it's private property, taking photos from the road has produced some very, very interesting images. And it is included in the tour purely because of the things that have been seen and people have captured in photographs of this house. So, Is there evidence of the images? <laughs> lens well, photos yeah but where are the photos <laughs> <Come> <laughs> but okay but, 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 but maybe if you do you know anything about the types of experience people are having in the building well they're not allowed in it because of the mob oh, okay gotcha people are not allowed in it unless they're completely you know protected yeah because as we've discovered black mold and any type of mold could actually cause you quite serious health problems yeah definitely absolutely Look, here's one thing that that I thought about after this reading this article now if they're putting down, and as you said, Ash, fungus or fungi and and, and moulds could potentially cause <coughs> hallucinations. In the event that it's found that black mould, or the, let's just say they make the assumption that it is black mould that causes hallucinations <coughs> or um, creates that haunting type, yeah, whatever you want to call it. We know that... 
hallucinogens last for hours. Right? Yeah, potentially. potentially. Potentially longer if you get snapped in it. Yeah. <laughs> have a psychosis, but yeah. But when it comes down to, say you're inhaling these spores. Yes. And what these researchers are, are basically suggesting is that these spores are causing you to hallucinate. Wouldn't the hallucinations be over a prolonged period of time rather than just seeing something paranormal in a split second and that's it? I don't know. Look, I don't. Well, in these states, is there, do they specifically say what type of hallucinations? Is it auditory? Is it visual? Is it so feeling? The, is it... So the research is still being <clears throat> undertaken. Yep. There hasn't been um, any conclusive evidence come out of it. They're just saying they're finding links between haunted right. locations and black mold. What another thing they're starting to look at through the research is different particles within the air in these locations as well. So they believe that could play a part in it too. So when you look at a lot of the locations we've been to and investigated, no doubt yeah, uh, these types I've been of some moldy places. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. been some moldy places. No, I'm not, I didn't say live. Look, let me just interject. Tarth place is beautiful. Yeah, it, is. <laughs> it is nice. It is modern. It looks no, no, no. It that's looks okay. sweet. No, it does. It's nice. I, I love it here. And you can't smell anything with the candles going. So no, th- th- we could be getting assaulted by black mob now. We wouldn't even know. Yeah. It. True. It's all airborne. But what do you what do you think though? Uh, so hallucinations, the paranormal. But well, not, it doesn't necessarily have to be black mob. But hallucinations and paranormal. But you can do anything to get your mind to think a certain way. You can do lots of things to alter your mind, you know. Prescription drugs can do it. Oh, Oscar. That's true, but you know it's happening. But if you're walking into a location, you're being assaulted with these substances and these chemicals. You don't know what's happening. I, I tend to think, look, when you... Look so at- what you do is you, if you think you're affected, you could walk out and leave your equipment in there and see what's captured. Yes. You know? That's true as well. Then you've got to believe the equipment. <laughs> so, so, but, but are you are you bringing up that we can't even, we can't trust the equipment because it's equipment. We can't trust ourselves in these old locations because we're possibly all just tripping. We can't up. trust anyone else's evidence. <laughs> I just found spills are drawn in the paranormal for everyone. I'm not. I yeah. just, I found a, an interesting article. That What's that on your face? Is that black, black mold? mold? <laughs> He heard about the hallucination so he got up on his bathroom yeah. ceilings and doing lime direct. I'll get some exit mould and that'll sort you, yeah. hey? Yeah, thanks, Todd. Yeah. Um, I just found it, that it was an interesting article from a different perspective. Yeah, That's yeah, what I like. Um, when, when you brought it up, I did remember that in the 90s they linked a study between certain moulds and spores to hallucinations, but not the paranormal. But hallucination and paranormal, depending on your belief, isn't. A huge jump, depending yeah. on what your beliefs are, of course. But yeah, what I like about this is our, our paranormal kits just grew a little bit bigger. N- now we need to take the Mister Sheen to get rid of the <laughs> dust and the dust orbs. Now we need to get rid of the. Now we need to carry exit mold to get rid of the hallucination inducing. We can do spores. black mold. There you go. You we can add do that a to black... the debugger. Add that to your fly swat. You're set. That's right. <laughs> So what do we got? Yeah, okay. So we've got bug sweep, mold sweep, and dust sweep. Oh, hang on. Is Brett coming? We need vodka. Vodka sweep. <laughs> Fair enough. Nah, well, all right. So mold and the paranormal. They haven't finished a study. No, they said that. Do, do we think there's, besides, okay, so we've talked about, okay, you think it might be mold, you leave. Place the equipment in there. The equipment's not going to be affected by mold. It shouldn't be for any reason. About the stuff that could affect us with the mold, do you reckon there's a limitation to your personal experiences that could be chalked up to hallucinations? Is there a limit to what you could chalk up to that, if that is what's happening? So say you're feeling like you're possessed at a but location, is that But you'd have to go mold? in with um, <clears throat> like a control person, someone who's perhaps wearing breathing apparatus or something like that, someone to gauge. If you're you going know? to do research and experiment, but... We're not going to do that on the podcast right now, but just for discussion's sake, do you personally think there would be a limitation to what the mould could explain away potentially paranormal-wise yeah, when it look, comes to personal experiences? There's, there's, yeah, look, um, experiences outdoors, you know, especially where equipment verify, well, equipment validates a lot of what would be experienced. Those situations, yeah, look, I think there's a limit to it. Personally, I don't think 
there could be a link to certain things with moulds and, and hallucinations, but... Look, I agree that mould could make you hallucinate. Connecting that to the paranormal is very different. I mean, look at the places we go in. They could all have whatever in them <clears throat> that's <throat> been absorbed in buildings and they heat up and they cool down and most of them are not lit very well and they're not used on a daily basis, so obviously, and they're not cleaned, a lot of them too. Yeah, yeah. Is that going to affect it all, you know? Yeah, look, I guess... Personally, if it, if it was just us going in there and having personal experiences, well, then, yeah, you could say potentially it is those variables that are impacting on us. But the fact that equipment's picking up things that wouldn't be affected by dust, mould, those sorts of things, then I think that's where... Yeah, well, okay, let's, let's break that. What about footsteps? You're sitting in a location... Probably mouldy for whatever reason. You're hearing footsteps come up the way. Audible hallucination. An audible hallucination. Yeah. What about a visual? Say, like you're seeing stuff out the corner of your eye. You're seeing an apparition, or maybe you turn around quickly. You've seen something come past your field of view. Could that be hallucination? But I think Touches? it's also mm. if we sit <clears throat> anywhere, we could do it right now. We can turn off the lights. We can sit here with a candle, and we can tell ghost stories until we all start seeing stuff. Especially in your mouldy old house. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, so it, you know, I think it's a lot of it's in your mind. Mm. I mean, but you know, obviously, there's some very filthy places. If you walk into a place where it wasn't cleaned up properly by crime scene people or something, and everything's being left to fester around and stuff like that, it'd be pretty actually dangerous to inhale a lot of that stuff. Oh, definitely. If they prove this, if they prove, and let's face it, there's always going to be an argument that these funguses could cause hallucinations. They're going to find that at will in some cases, oh, without a doubt. But we know should we... that mushies can do that stuff. Exactly. But should we be wearing the breathing mask to make sure we're not breathing in spores so we're not tripping out I'll tell you what, location? what I'll do, I'll wear the masks, right? I'll be the control, and if you guys start hallucinating, we'll know it's true. Yeah, I'm only hallucinating so one bong too many because I rocked up. <laughs> Spills. <laughs> What are we talking about? <laughs> Interesting idea that, you know, and the sceptics, well, not necessarily, well, the sceptics and the cynics are going to jump on this and say, look, all you, all you dudes are doing, a, all you guys are having personal experiences are jumping on the, you know, getting on the black mould off the roof, you know. That, and, that, and, and no, did you find it from a sceptic's website? Is that where you got this? It was from the Huff Post, I think. Okay. So, which is a bit of everything. <clears throat> it is. All right, well, going from stinky mold to stinky ghosts. Guys, have you ever investigated in a location where you have smelt a phantom smell? A smell that shouldn't have been there and a, and a smell that should that is said to be linked to the history of that location. So you hear perfume ghosts, you know, people die, they smell their grandmother's favourite perfume every Christmas, stuff like that. Have you ever experienced that kind of event? I guess the worst... I've smelled was that dampness, dank, black mould. <laughs> you, you know that old... Dusty, musty. Yeah, that's, that's real. I've never smelled any phantom smells or... I have, but I'm just trying to think where I was at the time. Um, but it was an old bakery that you could still smell bread. But was that just... Okay. And I'm trying to think where it was. That... Adelaide Jail. Yes, you are correct. Yep, we've, I believe we've all smelt the bread yeah. at the jail. Yeah, <clears throat> but um, yeah, certainly smelt that. And I mean, I think we all, at times, like we've been to places like the NRM and we've heard, <clears throat> that's the National Rail Museum. Yep. <laughs> and, we've, and we've all thought we can smell like, you know, that burning smell of the trains going past. But is that something that's just sort of embedded in things? Yeah, there is a jewel in the... Oh, the, ballast. The, the ballast. There we go, ballast. Oh, or, yeah. Or you go in the lounge car and you've got the cigar smell. Yes. Now, so a lot of those things could probably be summed up, look, they did a lot of smoking in that. It's going to Actually, seep into the fabric. But but you, you guys agree that there are people that report, and that at times there are reports that are smelling, familiar smells. Oh, and people say that's because smell is one of the senses that is most linked to your memory. If yeah. you smell a smell, you almost automatically will think about... Not necessarily the first time you smell, but it'll unlock something. Yeah, definitely. So if I, if I smell, you know... <laughs> don't. If I smell fairy floss, I'm going to think of the Royal Adelaide Show, stuff like that. So I think, you know, a lot of ghosts, if they're intelligent, whatever, can utilise that 
to, to help unlock those memories. Now, the reason why I'm talking about this is not just about that. The reason why I am is there's a new event starting up in Hollywood, Los Angeles, America, not here, unfortunately, a new and very, very different type <laughs> of ghost tour. When we typically go on a ghost tour, we're going to hear stories, we're going to hope to hear things and see things, etc. This ghost tour is based all around the sense of smells. They're looking for smelly ghosts. So they're going to 13 locations around Los Angeles, or an area of it anyway, where the paranormal um, stuff that's happening there is all related to smell. So smells related to people who have died. So I just thought that was a really, That's really freaky. weird ghost tour. And some of the places you can go at, that are part of this is the Hollywood sign. Okay. So a lady, I, I can't remember off the top of my head, but in the 1920s, 1930s, Peg Ant Whistle, she went over there hoping to become a starlet, you know, hoped to make it big. She didn't get that. She jumped off the H or something, Hollywood sign, she died. She committed suicide. And they reckon you can still smell her perfume there. Another ghost, uh, the ghost of Charles Love, who was a stuntman who worked in silent movies, so once again, a really, really older type of death and ghost. He killed himself in a basement of a hotel, and they reckon you can still smell that death there. Yeah, wow. So, so it's a tour where you can go and you can smell <laughs> the ghosts. What do you think of that? It's different. Yeah, don't go with a blocked <clears throat> nose. <laughs> Coffee beans in the pocket. <laughs> Did you smell anything? No, I had a blocked nose. Well, personally, I don't think I would. No. Well, I might go to hear the stories. Yeah. Um, you know, yeah, I probably would go. <laughs> yeah. Something different. Yeah, something are you different. shouting us all, Ash, to go on this Look, I'd love to do it. I would love to shout us <coughs> all, but I'm poor as a bastard. I don't know why bastards are poor, but I'm going to say that anyway. But basically, what it, it's sort of a semi-self-guided tour. So it's called Phantosmia. You can go on and write, right, look, this isn't a paid thing or anything. I'm not, like, promoting this paid, or, but I'm just letting you guys know about it. But it, it's a self-guided tour. You get a map with 13 locations on it. 13, I'm guessing they chose for a spooky number. And you go around, and when you get to these locations, you can they've got like a little little symbol, and you can basically do a rubbing on it. Scratch and sniff. <clears throat> well, it's not scratch and sniff. It's to <laughs> prove that you've been to these locations, because if you go to all 13 locations, they're event- inviting you to a, a very special event where they're working with a perfume company, once again, the sense of smell, to help whip up your own <laughs> spiritual smells. Okay. Very, very interesting stuff. It is. Yeah. Very interesting. And the other thing they provide, if you want, you can take a kit with you which has the smells that you might be smelling on the tour pre-mixed. So you can go into these locations smelling like the smells that people are reporting and maybe use it like a trigger object. I disagree with that. You don't? You disagree with that? What's your your problem with this? Well, like you touched on earlier, Ash, how do you know you're smelling the phantom smell or the smell that they've provided? That's true, but I don't think tours are really... They're more of an entertainment thing, I guess, rather than yeah. nitty-gritty investigation work. But I just saw something really interesting. Just, just today, I was looking up something for the podcast. I said, everyone, bring, bring something to talk about. And that's the first thing I found that I thought was, was quite interesting. So you said you might give it a yeah, go. Yeah, I have got a block nose. Well, I've got an important question for you guys, just to round this off quickly. If you guys were to die, and you're going to, not, not threatening is... It's going to happen. Sorry to break the news, Tarn. She looks like she's in shock right now. And you were to come back as a ghost that had an odour. So a smelly ghost. What would be your odour if you could choose to get people to know that it is you that is around? Tarn would be fish. <laughs> what the hell? I think, I think I'd like coffee. Coffee? So, so people smell the sense of coffee. Yeah, all... and then think every morning they can wake up and think of me. Spills. Mine's easy. Mentos. <laughs> Mentos and cigarettes. <laughs> what a queen. Mentos. Yeah, I reckon I'll probably come back smelling like the art teacher's jacket. Okay. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah. Well, there you go. Smelly ghosts and smelly ghost tours, guys. If you live there, check it out and tell us all about it if you go along. Tarn. I did a little bit of. <laughs> <laughs> I did a bit of searching around and I came across a very interesting article that reads Ghost Hunter claims he captured a poltergeist. Now, he's claiming um, back on the 16th of this month, this being September 2015, um, that he has got 
this poltergeist in a thing he calls a parabot containment chamber. Now, his name is Robert Best. Now, some of you might have heard of him and some of the other things he's done. This is actually quite interesting because he was actually talking that he was actually looking for a ghost and he's built numerous ones of these chambers. This is the latest refinement. And he claims this one's got a poltergeist, but he had lots of things happening just before he got it in there. And he's actually got pictures of what he believes is in his chamber. All right, we'll, we'll provide yeah. this picture and the links or the link to the article. Okay, so it looks like... Is that just him? Anyway, continue. <laughs> he says, We were in serious trouble. We expected ghosts, but we weren't prepared for a poltergeist of that magnitude. An eerie white shape appeared and began screaming. It started throwing objects at me and the two techs and the engineer who were with me. It tipped over some furniture, broke a lot of stuff, but after about a minute, it was finally absorbed by the parabot and everything started to calm down. Okay. I have a question Go straight on. up for Rob. What's his name? Robert Robert his. Bess. Robert yeah. Bess. Okay, Robert Bess. <laughs> we'll post, are we going to post photos of the parabot? We'll post the whole we'll post Okay, the whole so they can see Okay. That. Yeah. So when, when our <laughs> listeners see what a parabot is, it looks like this I don't know, weird machine. Cute. There's... Yeah, like a cube. Gla- oh, Magnetic locks, cube. It's lasers. Got lasers, it's got... A Tesla coil. Tesla coil, it's got EMF, <laughs> generator, that sort like of thing. sharp pointy sticks. So, so it's used to attract them and yeah, then get hold right. of them. And it contains. And so it contains, okay. yeah. How much would you say that would be worth? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, well, no, no. Are you thinking it's got to come to the market? No, or? no, I'm, le- I'm going somewhere Okay, um, let's say 10 grand. So, 10 grand worth of equipment, we've got an article with two photos, where the fuck is the video evidence of when he captured it? Well, there's probably a link on there, would you like me to have a So, link? he could afford 10 grand for this... Uh, it might not cost that, that's going to cost money. Okay, yeah, well, Come yeah, on. it's going to cost a fair bit of money, he couldn't afford a camera. I think, I think it's interesting, I think, so this guy's made a device, and we won't, won't worry about the credibility of him at the moment, we'll get to that after, <laughs> but he's made a device, which looks like, a, just like a glass cube type thing, a small room about the size of a portable toilet maybe, Yeah, yeah. it's got yeah. a bunch of weird glowy lights and stuff, and it can contain a ghost. If you hadn't read that, and whether we believe this or not, would you have thought it was possible to contract and contain, attract a ghost? Yes, but would you have thought it was possible to contain a ghost against its will? No. No. I'll say no as well. No. So, so, so this guy has found a way. He's which... transported it out of where he'd got it from. Okay. That's what he claims. It's been contained in an electromagnetic containment chamber. That's right. Is is that the parabot? Yes, that's the parabot there. Yeah, the is that what it's contained in? Yeah. Okay, so he's potentially paid, we're estimating, $10,000 for this device. We just took that number from the air, yeah, guys. by the way. Yeah. So, okay. And it's not on eBay. He's possibly, paid, <laughs> he's possibly paid a lot of money for this device. Yep, to build it. Now he can't do anything with it because he's got a poltergeist strapped in no, it. No, it's been absorbed. Yeah. There's no actual... He can't... It he, can't get out. It got absorbed and... He can't open the door and let it out. It's gone. He, he it, Basically, this, this crystal box thing did a spiritual cleansing. But no, okay, he says, doesn't he spirit. say it's still trapped in there? Yeah, then, yeah. then it got absorbed. And it got absorbed. Okay. Listening spills. <laughs> got absorbed. Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay. Look, without knowing anything... Really it looks about. cool. It, it does look cool, without a doubt. The thing looks—it looks like same from. You have to get a trailer that, to go around investigating <laughs> one of them. Have you seen the movie Thirteen Ghosts? It's eight. It looks like some of the weird shit the containment chambers they have in that. I thought that was. Does he have movie. the glasses that allow you to see the ghosts? Perhaps. <laughs> Perhaps. Or he's done a shitload of black mold. What would you guys do with a poltergeist if you captured one? I'd keep that shit. I'd put it on the wall like an. You've aquarium. already got one. <laughs> you got Simon. I got Simon. So, I'm going to put some in a box on the wall. Look, you never know. He could be 100% correct. Um, but at the end of the day, we'll never know. I encourage you to look up Robert Best, though, and have a look. Yeah, look. And read well, some Well, we of the can, man, because we're not morons, and we've watched the TV shows. And I will... We can, well, you can bring it up, Tan. You brought this up. Well, he's been, he's been well, brought out. Well, I brought up... I've, I've got <laughs> this article, and then I thought, I'll oh, just do a bit more while I'm waiting for the guys to get here, and went, oh, crap. 
I'm already, I'm already locked into talking about it. I'm already this. locked into talking about it, and there's some other dubious things online that he might have done during investigation. Things that we all don't appreciate, faking evidence, perhaps yeah. um, launching stuff, you know, during investigation. You know, things we don't appreciate. Yeah. So there are questions about it, but... But, but there is this photo here, and I have my opinions what that is, and I'll put that up in the discussion after this podcast. But, guys, if you go to this article and look at the second photo, which shows him in front of his machine and also shows the the figure that you can that you can apparently see in the parabot, tell us what you think about it. Tell us what legit, whether you think this is hocus-pocus, whether it's bullshit, whether you can see the apparition. Tell us all about it. Tell us your opinions on the parabot. How much would you pay for one? Would you if this proved to, to work, if this proved to work can capture and contain a ghost, would you purchase one? Would you use it? Oh, what a logistical issue it would be. <laughs> I don't have a car big enough for that. But look, if I could get one on American Express, sure, why not? Is, is there an ethical issue? Capturing ghosts against their wills and dragging them somewhere else In to fact, have them absorbed. I might just build my own. Tan, <laughs> would you trap an animal and keep it? Oh, Jesus, Spills. Here we go. Well, <laughs> how do we know if the poltergeist is an animal? No, would you trap... I'm asking you a question. Would you trap an animal and keep it locked in a cage? Like a child? No. See? I feel the same about that. So you, so you don't think that the power of bots a good thing? Trapping, containing... And I let it go, poor thing. <laughs> Cat, Rex Hunter, kiss it and set it free. <laughs> Why not? Yeah. <laughs> We're back to that trout thing again. <laughs> Sorry, Tom. <laughs> Billy Bass. <laughs> no, I'd, I'd, I'd like to capture that thing and let it loose in a room full of black mould. <laughs> see what happens. Yeah, put the cameras on. Does black mould Throw spills in ghosts? to see what happens. <laughs> Does black mould affect ghosts? <laughs> That's great. What came first, the black mold or the ghost? Mm. We're going to leave that with people. What came first, the black mold or the ghost? That is our question of the week for you listeners. It's just a question that's thrown out there. And yeah, look, we're going to we're going to finish the episode here. We've got to be at about an hour in, guys. When you when you're commenting, tell us what you think about what we've talked about tonight. Tell us, do you think black mold and the potential hallucinations caused by it can explain away at least some of people's paranormal experiences? We also discussed <clears throat> the questions you had in the beginning regarding what sort of information do our listeners think they should provide if they had a potential paranormal... Yeah, in their initial contact to try to whet the appetite of the investigator. What about smelly ghosts? Have you ever smelt a ghost? And would you be interested in going on a smelly ghost tour? And finally, the Parabot Chamber. What do you think? Has this guy managed to capture and contain and absorb a poltergeist? And if so, would you do the same thing? Should you have access to that equipment? Would you entrap? This guy's a true ghost hunter. This guy's a true ghost hunter. He's entrapping. While you guys have been discussing this, I just jumped on Google. Oh, God. And there is just so much information completely discredited. I know. Apologies. I found it. <laughs> but it's been Which is why out. I cringed after I'd sent you the link. But there it's might been be some caught out faking things. Uh, on a show, he was caught out <laughs> faking A lot something. of them do refer to the same incident. They do. The and unfortunately, lies. in this field, once you lose credibility once, you will never get it back. You won't. But we'll ask the question on a hypothetical. If this does work, this Parabot does work, would you utilise it? Would you take it out to haunted locations to entrap and who knows what happens to them after they're absorbed into the machine? So we got that. And finally, that question, what came first? The ghost or the mould? Like I said, and answer that however the hell you feel like. Have some fun with it. We love to have a good laugh when reading your comments. And of course, you post all those at theparanormalguide.com slash podcast slash podcast hyphen 16. See, I got the address this time. Cool. I came prepared. Woo-hoo. We don't have any kind of... Oh, we did have a question of the week. The ghost mold and the ghost. Indeed. Well, I guess, yeah, until next time. Unless someone has Adios. anything else they want to say. No, I'm done. You're already jumping in. Adios. I'm out of here. I'm Ashley Hill. Oh, God. Sniff you later. <laughs> sniff you late. Scratch and sniff. You later. I feel drunk. It's the black mold. <laughs>